Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you are listening to this. And welcome again to another episode of You Deserve to Be Here. As always, I am your host, Miss Brittany. And today I got a good episode for y'all. I say that every episode, don't I? Because they're all good. I mean, (laughs) they're all valuable. They're all going to be good episodes. But this one is a really good one. I think some of the things that I might say in this episode might be a bit controversial. Because I know how people like to tussle when it comes to friendships, right? And that's what this episode is going to be about today. You deserve good friends. You deserve great friends. You deserve excellent friends. And I think this topic might be a bit controversial because some people think that they are good friends. But then when you drill down into the contributions that they've made toward said good friendship, they are minimal and sometimes even non-existent. So just as much as Just as much as, you know, you deserve good friends, you deserve to be a good friend. So I want to start with that. And I want to start with that and say that everything that I'm going to discuss in this episode should be applied both ways. So as you're listening to this and you're thinking like, you know, yeah, my friends never do that. And yeah, yeah, you're right. I do deserve that. Ask yourself, are you also doing those things? Are you also contributing these good friendship qualities to the people that you consider friends and the people that consider you a friend? Because it can't be one-sided. And I think that's where a lot of friendships fall flat is, you know, the energy, the friendship energy being reciprocal. I also want to start with um, saying that we are at a really big age now. I've already expressed to y'all what my target demographic is for this podcast. So, um, you know, between the ages of 25 and 35, and like I said, some even more mature than that. But at the big age that we are at now, and coming from where we come from, you should understand the importance of having good quality friends. Um, A lot of us carry some friends with us from childhood and a lot of us are holding on to those friendships just off the strength that we carried them from childhood, but they are not valuable friendships for us or to us. But we are holding on to them for dear life. And we don't even realize how maintaining friendships with these people is affecting our lives, how it's influencing our behaviors, how it's influencing the ways that we think, how it could potentially be keeping you stagnant and in a a place of complacency. So we have to be mindful of that when we are, you know, maintaining and holding on to these friendships. We have to be okay with letting go. Letting go can be hard. It's like I said, especially when you've had some of these friendships for 10 years, 20 years, 15 years, letting go can be hard. But this episode might put some things in perspective for you. 
that, you know, might make it a little bit easier. And while some of the things that we discuss might make you look at, you know, certain friendships in a questionable way, um, it might make you realize that you have to release some friendships. I also want you guys to look at or listen to this episode from the other side of that, where some of your friends have been or they are and they have been good quality friends to you. So I don't want us to just focus on the negative or the people that, you know, we might need to release. But look at the people also that you might need to celebrate a little more. And this speaks to a good point where, um, you know, in the past, you know, probably when we were younger, I don't, I don't really think I see much of this anymore on social media. Um, but you know, when we were younger, where people would post things on social media and be like, oh, I don't have any friends. I don't have any friends. Uh, and it's like the people in their comments or, you know, they're, they're the people who actually are their friends are like, you know, jumping in the comments, like what you, what you mean? <laughs> or like call me what, what's going on you know where people you know they they end up posting those kinds of things to because they may be having like a a situation with one particular one or two particular friends so now they feel like they don't have any friends but they forget about the friends who have always been in their corner have always held them down have always been supportive have always been you know encouraging to them so i i want to you know also lean into that a little bit and say like make sure you are celebrating the the friendships that you know are quality friendships and that you know you might get from this episode like damn sis sis has been doing all of those things you know or bro really been been rocking with me so make sure you're celebrating the friends who have been friends as well so I'll jump right into my first point And this is going to be, it's going to sound very simple, but you deserve good friends who are good people. I think sometimes in, you know, the state of of where we are and, you know, growing and healing and, you know, wanting better for ourselves and understanding trauma and understanding, you know, that people have, have had experiences that shape who they are. Um, I think sometimes we get in, we get into the slippery slope that we start using those experiences and, and things as, um, justification for shitty behavior. And we try not to look at people as bad people or good people, but I want to kind of bring you all back down to reality and say that there are bad people in this world and we can't just look at bad people as like in in extreme forms like oh he's a rapist he's a bad person oh he's a murderer she's a murderer Um, she's a bad person um you know oh they're a pedophile they're a bad person we can't just look at it in those extreme levels because this is part of the reason why we let a lot of things slip and slide take it to the house (laughs) when it comes to you know the way we relate to people um there's one thing to be understanding and there's another thing to be excusing and enabling certain behaviors just shouldn't be excused or enabled And this is how some people get manipulated into accepting 
bare minimum and and below bare minimum things in their friendships because you know we think of it like well it could be worse yeah but it could be better too so if you're gonna accept mediocrity you're gonna accept you know well because because this person's not a serial killer then you know we, we should be fine no I really want everyone to think about the qualities you want in a friend and I want y'all to think of it in the same ways you would vet a relationship an, an intimate relationship the same way you know you might have a checklist of things that you want from a partner from a you know a, a woman from a man you, you want them to bring certain things to the table well ask yourself what are your friends bringing to the table what is is making this friendship so valuable to me like what qualities do you want in a friend do you want a honest friend do you want a um courageous friend a supportive friend a outgoing friend like like what what qualities are you looking for in your friends because at this big age we should not just be looking for someone that we can kick the shit with we should not be looking for friends who are, um, you know, that we're not encouraging each other in any way. We're not uplifting each other in any way. We're not showing up for each other. We're not supporting each other. We're not showing up for each other. We're just kicking the shit every now and again. That's That might be your associate. But when you're thinking about your friends, your close friends, your best friends, you they have to bring a little more substance to the relationship a lot of us have conditioned ourselves to consider people friends um who like they they don't really hold or uphold that title and y'all excuse this damn rooster that been crowing to 6 a.m this morning (laughs) um but you know a lot of times we place these titles on people. Oh, that's my sister. Oh, that's my best friend. You know, that's my right hand. That's my, this, like we place all of these titles on people that they don't live up to. And we do that for time's sake. Oh, I've known her for 20 years. I've known her since elementary school. I've known this person, but they literally bring nothing valuable to the friendship. They barely show up for you. They barely answer your phone calls. They barely return your phone calls. So what is it that's making them sis or bro or right hand or like, what is it that's, you know, solidifying that title for them? Are you okay with having friends who lie and cheat and steal? Are you, are you okay with, with having friends like that in your life? They're doing these things to other people and you know that they're doing these things to other people, but for whatever reason, you feel like you're exempt from that or you have friends who gossip about other people and for whatever reason, you feel like you're exempt from that. (laughs) I got, I got news for you, baby. (laughs) You're not. You got to understand that people's character does not stop and start with you. It does not, um, you don't engage a superpower, good friend character in this person. And, and they're just so different with you, but they're, they're like this with everyone else. 
No, people are who they are with everyone. (laughs) It's just that they're good at hiding certain parts of themselves from certain people. But think about think about that. Like, how, how long do you think they can hide who they really are? And it won't be long before they're treating you just like they treat everyone else. They can they can't hide the, the true colors, but for so long. So just understand that if you've accepted friends who, you know, they, they have these characters about them where they lie to people and they steal from people and they gossip about other people. They talk bad about other people. They don't show up for other people. If you have friends who, who are of bad character traits like that, they don't start and stop with you or start or stop with you. Sometimes our egos make us believe that we are the exception to the rule when 90% of the time we are not (laughs) we are not it might just be prolonged for a little bit longer than other people it may have been hidden for a little while longer than it was with other people but trust me that character will come to light at some point within that friendship and you can't be surprised when it happens people show us every single day who they are And our egos sometimes make us not want to believe it because we want to believe, like I said, that we're the exception and and this person will, they'll never do me like that. They will never treat us like that. But you see these traits up front and when they're doing it to other people. And then sometimes you'll even hear people say, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it depends on who it is or like, why does it depend? Why does anything in this world about you depend on who someone else is? Are you changing your identity to meet other people where they are? So if 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 someone is lying to you, you're like, oh, I only lied to him because he lied to me. So you're changing your character, your identity, because that person's a liar. Now, make that make sense. So because you're a liar, I'm going to become a liar. Because you're a cheater, I'm going to become a cheater. You would rather meet someone else where they are rather than establishing a boundary of treatment that you're not going to accept from somebody. Which brings me to my next point. You have to establish boundaries in friendships. Do your friends respect your boundaries? I was having this conversation with a friend of mine where we talked about like, you know, friends who say certain things or, you know, they act a certain way or whatever. And it's like, you know, we know it makes us uncomfortable, but we, you know, we get in the habit of not saying anything or going with the flow Um, where he had mentioned that, you know, like he like sometimes when he plays basketball, um, you know, they'll some of the guys will be like, you know, they, they use the B word real heavily. (laughs) and you know he's like I'm I'm not that person like you don't you can't play with me like that like I don't play about you know that I don't play like that where you know in in Baltimore you know y'all calling each other dummies and all kinds of b-words and everything else (laughs) y'all like like those are terms of endearment in Baltimore but you know um, him and I both agree like I don't play like that with people <laughs> and 
So you have to ask yourself, like when you establish boundaries like that, are your friends respecting your boundaries? Let me tell y'all something. Boundaries are not just for uh, people who have hurt you or your intimate relationships. Boundaries are for, for you. Your boundaries are put in place for you. And it doesn't matter who is coming up to, you know, challenge those boundaries. Stand on them. Your friends should respect your boundaries. If you say to your friend, I, I don't like being called a bitch. You know, I know girls do that a lot. Bitch, tell me why, you know. Yeah, I, like, look, I, I listen, I know what you mean. I know that you didn't mean that in a, a negative way, but I don't like to be called a bitch. Are they respecting your boundaries? Or are they like, girl, it's not that serious. You, you overreacting. You always blowing something out of proportion. Like, friends can gaslight you too. <laughs> let me just, let me just make that very clear. Friends can gaslight you too. We use a lot of these terms, you know, when it comes to our intimate relationships, but are we using these same terms? Are we applying these same concepts when it comes to your friends? I saw this post that talked about, um, you know, women will, um, they'll take that man back a hundred thousand times, but they'll cut their friends off after one disagreement. And I kind of want to dissect that because I understand why someone would say that, but I want the friends who think like that to understand something. A lot of times y'all have standards that y'all want y'all friends to uphold in their relationships that you as a friend don't even uphold in the friendship. So you have to understand how easy it is to cling to a, a man or a woman who may be mistreating them when the friends like you <laughs> mistreat them as well. You're, you're no different from that man that she didn't took back a hundred thousand times. The only difference is that she lived with him. She don't live with you. She don't have to see you every day. These will be the same friends, you know, that'll encourage you to uh, leave this man and break up with this man um, because he didn't get you a birthday gift or because he didn't because um, he ghosted you at one point in the relationship or because he did. Um, he ain't called when he went out and it, whatever, like whatever. And you'll be the friend to do the same exact things to her. She have a birthday party. You don't show up. Or if you show up, you show up empty handed, no gift. But then she tell you, girl, he ain't even get me a gift for my birthday. You like what? You're outraged. How? How are you outraged? You didn't get her a gift either. You ain't bought her a gift in, in 12 years for her birthday. You barely showed up to the party. You, you showed up to the party four hours late. You didn't help clean up. You didn't help set up. You didn't help decorate. Didn't help cook anything. Some of y'all really have to take a step back and ask yourself, is there any reason why, is there anything that I can contribute to her life that could show, that could show a reflection of her being cared for and loved on and taken care of and um, adored and celebrated and supported as a friend? And y'all wonder why she's attracting men who, who treat her just like you treat her. 
Y'all haven't even set the standard as a friend for how she should be treated. And granted, I'm, I'm not making anybody's friend responsible for the way a man treats her. Because at the end of the day, if you are a shitty man, then you are a shitty man. And that's it, it's no if ands or buts about that. But I just want y'all to understand that it is easier to manipulate people. It is easier for men or, or women. I don't want to just speak in a, a man to woman sense, but it is easier for partners to abuse people who don't have a village, who don't have friends who show up for them, who don't have friends who actively support them, who don't have anybody celebrating them or, or showing them, you know, taking care of them. It's kind of the same concept where like, you know, women who grew up with both parents in a household and their fathers actually showed them how a man is supposed to treat them. They are much less likely to go out and choose the, the knucklehead on the corner to marry. They are much less likely to choose that because they know what good treatment looks like. A lot of y'all don't even help to uphold that standard for y'all friends, but then y'all, y'all, you know, pressuring her to leave this man. I mean, and, and most of the time it's rightfully so, but like I said, sometimes you got to take a step back and ask, what am I, what am I, you know, contributing to her poor treatment right now? Y'all have to understand that love is contagious. Love is contagious, but so is hate. Hate is very contagious. When your friends show up for you and they, you know, they send you gifts. They make sure that they are, you know, showing up for your events. They make sure that they, they are prioritizing you. If you are sick and undergoing surgery, your friends are making sure that you got a ride there and a ride back. You're not feeling well at home. They're showing up. Hey, girl, I just wanted to stop by to see if you needed some, some soup. Or here's some soup. I stopped by Walgreens. I got you a, a COVID test. <laughs> Let's just make sure you don't have COVID. When your friends are showing up for you, it makes it much easier for an intimate partner to see the things that they vow that your friend values and, and how she wants to be treated and the standard at which she should be treated. Now, people who are just genuinely good people, back to the initial point, they're going to be good to you anyway. They're going to be good to you anyway. But your friends, what your friends could do is they can they can push that good to great. They can show you what it looks like to be a great man or a great woman to to the friend. They're the ones who who help to establish and set that tone. Ask yourself, are you that friend? Are you that friend that, you know, you show up for your friends? They're big wins, small wins. Y'all celebrating. However y'all celebrate. Are y'all doing that? And you can't be the friend standing on the outside of your your friend's relationship and judging the way that um, her her or his intimate partner is treating them when you don't treat them any better. The, the, the things or the, that you've contributed to the friendship aren't any greater than what he's contributing to that relationship. 
and you got to think too, you know, when, when you're dealing with low self-esteem friends or friends who haven't yet established their own self-worth or, or, you know, self-love, it's easy for them to connect with these people through sex. They don't have that connection with you. They barely have any connection with you. So of course you, you would get cut off at the first sign of a disagreement. <laughs> if, if that's if that's the only way they've learned to connect or you know to share with someone or or if that's the only thing that they have with that that person with that intimate partner to connect at least they have that what do they have connecting them to you nothing nothing outside of gossip and, and other people's business what do they have that's connecting them to you as a friend so before you fix your mouth to judge, ask yourself, what am I contributing to, to this person's mistreatment? How, how can I be a part of showing them their value? Because a lot of y'all don't have nothing but y'all words with, with y'all so-called friends. All y'all have is um, talk, talk, talk. What, what actions are you putting behind your friendships? Y'all be so quick to tell y'all friends, like, don't, I don't want to hear about this, this guy, but I don't want to hear about him anymore. If, if you're going to stay with him and this and that, but where are your actions as a friend? Where are your actions? What actions have you done to solidify that you could even speak to me about this, any decisions that I'm making? Where have you shown up for me? Where have you been there for me? What have you done besides offer me your opinions your very strong and judgmental opinions about whatever decisions I'm making. What have you done for me besides that? You can't consider yourself a friend if all you've done is, is spewed judgments and opinions toward this person, toward your quote unquote friend. What makes you a good person in this friendship? What makes you a good, valuable person in this friendship? That's a question that anybody who considers themselves a friend to anyone should be asking themselves right now. Don't be the friend who has all the, the judgments and, and criticisms in the world. You know, you're 100% invested in my drama, but 0% invested in my success. So you have all of these strong opinions and we can go for hours and hours and hours on some you know, some, some relationship drama or what I'm telling you about my relationships and, or basically or you being in my business, but you don't want to be in my business. When, when I say I'm starting a business, when I say I'm, um, opening a salon, when I say I'm, um, I'm selling dinners. When I say that I'm starting, uh, uh, I'm getting into nails. I'm getting into eyebrows. I'm, I'm tapping into the beauty industry. I'm opening a barbershop. You know, I'm opening up, a, a, I'm starting a vending machine, whatever. When I'm telling you my business plans is, oh, okay. That's nice. That's good. Oh, Okay. <laughs> that that's a that's a lot of y'all friends when y'all discussing business plans when y'all talking uh progression and success 
But when y'all talking, girl, did you see TT's page on Saturday? You saw what she posted? Oh, girl, because she had it in her close friends. Yeah, yeah, she added me to her close friends. And yeah, because I saw the other. Did you see what she posted last week? Because last week she was talking about, yeah, and they was happy last week. So I don't know why this week they not. You got a mouthful. You got a mouthful. But when it comes to us talking success and progress and growing, it's, oh, okay. That's nice. You are 98% invested in the drama and 2% invested in the, <laughs> in the success. And the 2% is those two words. Oh, okay. <laughs> you deserve friends who want to be in your business, not just in your business. Friends who share your business, but don't share your business. Friends who like your business, comment on your business, promote your business. But not just, just want to be all up in your business. And I, I hope y'all following me the way that I'm saying that. Please be mindful of friends like that. It's nothing wrong with, you know, you and your friend talking over, you know, personal relationships and, and things that you have going on. A, a trusted friend, somebody that, you know, you don't feel would just be, you know, taking your business and spreading it elsewhere kind of thing. But at the same time, you have to have a balance. Some of y'all have never shared your friend's businesses. Never. Not a single time. And y'all have all the excuses in the world for why y'all can't share your friend's business. Oh, I don't be on social media like that. And they be the main ones in everybody's views. <laughs> you may not be posting on social media, but you're on social media. <laughs> like it trips me out. The people that, that, um, I, I don't really be on there like that, but they view every story. You see them in other people's likes. Just because you haven't posted a picture in, in 12 months doesn't mean you're not on social media. <laughs> like it's no reason why you should have uh, a circle of five friends. And you don't and every time you make a post about your business, you don't have five other five additional posts going up whether it's in a story or, or a, a, a post, a reel, whatever. It's, it's no reason why. And y'all have to start holding y'all friends accountable. One thing that I think, you know, we take for granted is the same way you shouldn't be settling in intimate relationships or romantic relationships. You should not be settling in your friendships. Sometimes you might have to pull up on your friend like, why you don't share my stuff? <laughs> Remember when I asked you to share that post? Did you ever post that? Oh, because I didn't see it in your story. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I didn't see it. Because how can you call yourself my friend, my sis, my bro, my whatever, and you don't share anything about me? You don't try to help me or aid him in, in my success how 
how? Do you want me to win? Or or is it just if she wins, it's going to be of her own volition and, and not me having contributed to that win? But the crazy thing is, is once once I'm winning, then it's that's my best friend. That's my sister. That's my right hand. No, you're not. You couldn't even take your right hand and share a post. Now you're talking about you, my right hand. <laughs> a lot of people want to be along for the ride. But they don't want to help get out and pump the gas. <laughs> they don't even want to run in the gas station and get the snacks. Why are you pumping the gas? They won't help change a tire if, if you caught a flat. They don't want to do anything but be along for the ride. Are, are those people that you want as your friends in your life? The thing, the thing with life is, you know, when you're growing, you start to see that you need quality people around you. And you have to, you really have to drive home that if these people are not contributing anything to your life, then they have to be released because, you know, we're at, at this age that we're getting to now, you know, especially with, you know, we're busy. A lot of us are busy. We have uh, kids and families and jobs and, you know, side hustles and, you know, we're doing a ton of things. We don't have a lot of room and space for people who are just along for the ride, who are just taking up space. You making yourself available for people who, who would never make themselves available for you. Making yourself available to people and, and showing up for people who have never shown up for you. Who have never contributed anything valuable to your life. You you just don't have the, the capacity or you shouldn't have the capacity to take up space for those kinds of people. We're at a point now where our lives should be a little more organized, where, you know, we're using planners and schedules and, um, you know, we're penciling things in and, and trying to get our, you know, trying to create a, a, a good, healthy work-life balance. And if we have a group of, or we, we came out of high school with a group of 10 friends, you got to expect that at least five of them are going to fall off somewhere along the journey. And truthfully at, at a, at an age now where things are so busy, you need smaller, more manageable quality friendships. That, that is imperative. Otherwise these people are just taking up space and time that it's just not contributing to your growth in any way. If your friends are not growing with you, this, this is literally the definition of, you know, outgrowing friendships. And it's, it's nothing wrong with that. That is a natural part of, of a friendship cycle. Sometimes you and your friends just don't grow at the same rate and you outgrow them. And in order to maintain that friendship, you either have to shrink yourself, regress yourself, or they have to propel themselves forward to where you are. And it's, it's no way around it. And it's going to be an uncomfortable process for, for either version of that. It's going to be uncomfortable as hell for you to have outgrown certain things and then try to regress back into those things, you know, just to keep this friendship with this person. And it's going to be a really uncomfortable process for this person who has settled into these 
behaviors, characteristics, or this settled into a life that you have far outgrown and they're trying to catch up to you. It's going to be uncomfortable either way. And, you know, that doesn't mean that it can't come. It can't, you know, you can't meet that person again in the future. But right now, it just may not be a sustainable friendship. And that's okay. That's okay. And some of y'all internalize that distance, you know, as, oh, this person thinks they're better than me now. Oh, you, you think you're better than us because you, you're up there and we're back here. And this is the perfect opportunity perfect opportunity to jump into our segment today (laughs) okay okay but let me ease your mind a little bit let me ease your mind about growth let me ease your mind about what it really means to outgrow something. A lot of times, the version of a person that you related to the most is what that person has outgrown. It's really not you per se, but it's the version of the person that you related to the most that they're outgrowing. Sometimes we look at people who have gotten further along and whatever their healing or growth process has been, um, whatever their success journey has been, we look at them and think, oh, so, so now you think you're better than us. I want to, I want to stop y'all from doing that. And I want to get y'all to understand that you are projecting your insecurities when you say stuff like that. You are projecting the fact that you think that person has gotten better than you when really that person was only competing with the person that they used to be. Y'all don't, y'all may not have seen what, what the internal struggle was, the internal war was that that person was facing. Y'all, y'all may not have been privy to that, but you looked at this person you know, he, he he was fun, right? He was fun when he was falling out drunk at the club every weekend. He was fun when he was, when y'all was getting hotels and um, sleeping with multiple women and, and y'all, y'all was having a great time. He was fun back then. But what the part that y'all didn't see was when he went home at night and he was crying from heartbreak. He was crying because he knew inside that he was really trying to use those things to heal. The partying, the drinking, the drug use, substance abuse, all of that trying to mask some pain that, you know, he can't express to y'all because that, that would be too healing. That wouldn't be fun. That that's not the the kind of atmosphere that it's not a safe space for him. Y'all only like the fun version of him. So he doesn't have a safe space to talk about any of the things that are plaguing him internally. He can't talk to y'all about the sexual abuse that he encountered when he was a kid. He can't talk to y'all about the the abuse that his father used to instill upon him. He can't talk to y'all about the abandonment, you know, of his mother. He can't talk to y'all about any of these things. 
So for years, he suppressed these things so that he could be perceived as fun. So that y'all could view him as fun. But the minute this person starts healing and growing and, and doing things, you know, that he wouldn't normally do, stepping outside of his comfort zone, actually being expressive and tapping into his emotions. Now he, he thinks he's better than everybody. The minute this person wants to shed his old skin and, and just move far away from that trauma ridden, broken person that he used to be. Now he thinks he's better than, than everybody. No, you think he's better. And if you're intimidated about being around people who are growing and on a healing journey, say that. Don't project things that this person never said. If, if he never came out of his mouth and said, I think I'm better than y'all. Don't project that. And that brings me to another point. Sometimes people, the people from your past or the friends that you have may have, you know, outgrown will feel intimidated about being around you. They don't know what to expect. They don't know how to be around you. They don't know how to, you know, connect with you. And I can honestly say that that's something that I ran into with, um, you know, some friendships that I had from childhood. I felt like, you know, being around them, it was almost weird for me because I felt like they were performing for me. And I'm like, y'all, I'm, I'm still me. I'm still the same Brittany. I just understand life a little better now. I understand the, the journey that my life has taken me on. I understand how it has affected me. And I understand all of the things that I need to undo within myself. It has nothing to do with you and how I view you and, and what I want from you. It, it makes it made me feel really uncomfortable because I felt like they felt that they had to be something else or they had to be on the same page as me when I understand that, you know, our healing journeys are going to be different. Our paths are not going to be identical. You know, we're healing from different things and we're healing at different paces and at different times. And as a, as a friend, I want my friends to be comfortable being themselves. And, and that's just, that's just it, you know, with, with any relationship in general, you have to be yourself in order to know, you know, whether or not this, this connection is still compatible. And, you know, I think some of us fear losing people. We fear releasing people. We fear outgrowing people. Um, so much that it keeps us stagnant. It keeps us in a place of complacency. And truthfully, when you're on a healing journey, sometimes your friends will be afraid to lose you as a friend. You know, they will be afraid to, to lose you. And, you know, but I, I still just encourage you to be yourself. If If your friend has gone above and beyond on her journey and you are not there yet, be real about it. Be honest about it. I'm just not there yet. Like I've seen people say on social media, like I'm not that mature yet. Be, be real about it. The best way to keep people in your life and, and, you know, around you is to just be you and be real about who you are. And on the topic of being who you are, I made this post on social media or I shared a video on social media, um, the other day, uh, that where this guy was like, his friend was mad at him because he is the friend is married and 
yet he was in the club trying to pick up women. And the, you know, the guy who was in the video, he's like, you know, he said something to him. He like, because at the end of the day, now he, he gave me honestly a, a new perspective about that. Um, which I totally agree with his stance just in general, but just hearing it from this perspective was like, this is true where he said that, um, you know, you had me investing all this money paying for bachelor parties and I'm paying for tuxes and helping with the wedding. And, um, you know, you introducing me to this lady called, you know, got me calling her sis and, and all of this other stuff just for you to turn around and, and do something like, you know, be trying to pick up women in the club. And he like, man, hell no. Like, <laughs> and I personally could not agree more. Let me tell y'all something. When your friends are putting you in weird ass situations like that, run. I know y'all think it's cool to be the ride or die friend, the right hand friend, you keeping all your friends secrets and all of that. But ask yourself, why would this person want to rope you into some drama like that? So now you got, when you coming over to that house for game night, you, you know, and he didn't dogged his wife, but you got to sit and smile and, and, you know, sit around his wife and act like you don't know nothing. His kids running around and you got to act like you don't know nothing. And he's probably using you as a scapegoat. Yeah, I was out with Tony last night. Yeah, me and Tony, me and Tony. Whole time. He out with, with the chicks he met at the club. At the bar. And he blaming you. And now you got to You got to get roped up in his lies. Y'all sitting in the living room at game night. And the wife like, yeah, because remember the other night when y'all went out? And you looking like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other night when we went out. <laughs> he wasn't out with you. Why? Why? Ask yourself, why would somebody who's your friend put you in a position to have to lie? I, I had a um a friend who was in a situation with their wife where um they found like a a a picture, an appropriate picture in the wife's phone. And the wife throws her homegirl under the bus and said, Oh, she sent that to me. Now the and the homegirl is married. Why is your homegirl sending you inappropriate male part pictures and she's married and you're married. You don't need these kinds of friends in your life. Friends who are bringing drama and just BS into your relationship, into your marriage. And and in, in this post that I shared, I made it a point to say, I do not absolutely not want to be with a man who would turn a blind eye to his philandering friends. I, 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 I can't. Now, I'm not saying you got to go expose him to the wife and show her pictures and do all of that, because at the end of the day, that's your friend. But you got to hold your friend accountable. Number one. Number two, you have to establish your own boundary as a man, as a probably married man you're probably married too I'm gonna I would assume um but even if you are not as a man with integrity 
You have to establish a boundary that you cannot bring that foolishness over here. You cannot do that foolishness around me. You cannot call my phone with this foolishness. Absolutely not. You cannot call my phone and get me to lie for you about something. Absolutely not. Get somebody else to do it. People, bad friends, people who are of poor moral character will bring you right down with them. And if that is not who you are, you have to stand on that and stand firm. I told my friends, um, uh, the girls that I went to Houston with told them we, we were having this conversation about um, it was like a prank going around on TikTok or something where um, you add you call your homegirl and ask her like wasn't I with you last night in front of your boyfriend and see what she said and see if she'll lie I said don't call me <laughs> do not call me don't call me with that foolishness because I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell the truth no you weren't you weren't with me you must have been with another Britney I, I know how people have more than one Britney in their phones but it wasn't this Brittany. I am not the one. I'm not that friend. I think it is incredibly selfish for any friend, any person that calls you their friend to rope you into a situation where you have to, you know, change who you are. You have to become now become a liar, um, become a sneaky person. You have to cover somebody else's tracks. Absolutely not. And I feel like a lot of people carry it like, well, that's not my business. That's not my business. But it is your your business to, one, choose your friends. Choose your friends wisely. And two, if your friends are making foolish decisions and mistakes that could jeopardize their entire lives. Because I'm I'm almost certain that if, if shit hits the fan, he's going to be coming to your house to sleep on your couch. So... If they are making foolish decisions and, 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 you know, things that would end up directly affecting you, you need to say something. Now, what they do from the point of you saying something is on them. But at least you spoke with integrity. You spoke with honor as a man or woman, whatever, um, you know, and you, you established that boundary with them that they can't do that stuff around you. And here's the thing I feel like you know you get into these debates on social media where people talk about the pookies and the ray rays and there's all these men in the comments talking about women need to choose better women need to choose better but these are the men that are y'all friends these pookies and ray rays be y'all friends and y'all don't be saying nothing y'all don't say anything about the things that y'all know they're doing wrong Y'all be turning a blind eye because it's not y'all business. And I think it's time for people to to do to have some level of responsibility for the foolishness that they condone. My good girl Janice Ian from Mean Girl said There are two kinds of evil people. People who do evil stuff and people who see evil stuff being done and don't try to there are two types of people in this world, two types of evil people in this world, people who do evil stuff and people who see evil stuff being done and they don't try to stop it. YouTube butchered the clip a little bit and they cut off that end part. But if you are the kind of person who sits around evil people doing evil things and you don't try to stop it, then you are a part of the problem. I don't know if y'all ever seen that show. Um, 
I think it's called like what should you do or something like that where um they set up these scenarios and see how um you know just unsuspecting bystanders would respond if a, a certain scenario were to occur around them and um you know i i saw one episode where it was like a nanny a white nanny and a black child where the nanny is kind of like berating the child and she's like, I hate babysitting you. And she even goes as far as like making some racial slurs and all of this. And when I say these people were jumping on her ass, they were jumping on her ass, honey. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's kind of the same concept for me. A lot of people have this idea that if, if the danger is not immediate, then, you know, it, it's okay. But y'all really have to think about the damage that y'all are doing to one, y'all friends, because I think as a friend, you have a responsibility to, you know, encourage your friend to do the right thing. And two, their families that you've met and, and partied with and kikied with, and you calling the, the wife sis and, you know, his kids, you promised that if anything ever happened to him, you always going to look out for his kids and, um, but what about wh while he's living? Are you looking out for his kids by encouraging him to, to sleep with other women, knowing that, that that would destroy their mom and then in turn destroy them and then in turn destroy their family? Just because the danger isn't immediate doesn't mean that it, it's, it won't be as damaging. Think about the, the lives that could be ruined in the process of him having one night of fun and you turning a blind eye to it and then covering for him. And above everything else, you have a moral right to uphold your moral standards in the face of anybody, even your friends. You have, you have no, there's no reason why anybody's foolish decisions should make you now become this immoral. Uh, I, I didn't see anything. Uh, stop snitching these damn street codes of ethics that y'all want to uphold and y'all at this big age <laughs> at this big old age nobody put a gun to his head and told him to get married not a single person so why why are you covering for someone who is, is making foolish decisions and that's another thing that y'all got to understand because even when it comes to things outside of infidelity y'all so-called friends be having y'all pay for their foolish decisions. They be out here blowing money on things they don't have no business blowing money on. And, and then they turn it around to you like, yo, let me hold, let me hold something. They out here with bad habits and, um, you know, addictions and, and things that, you know, they, they can't even afford. And then turning it to you to help pick up the slack. Now make that make sense. Can you consider people like that your friends? I was talking to um, my brother and we were having a conversation about, you know, how people enable people. And, you know, he brought up um, one of his friends who he used to help all the time financially you know he putting him up in places to stay you know trying to help him find jobs like he's doing trying to set him up with jobs and trying to make sure he's good and all of that like he was always looking out for this this particular friend and 
he had to establish a boundary with him and say, you know what? Like, I can't, I can't help you. And he's like, you know, it, it tore him apart to have to say no to this person because it's in his nature to be a giver. But he knew that for as long as the friend knew he could fall back on him, he was going to fall back on him. <laughs> and he knew that he was, he, you know, it was going it, to, it's going to hurt him more than it's going to help him for me to keep helping him. And that's the way that, you know, we have to look at it when it comes to our friends. If you want your friends to grow, it is going to hurt them more than it's going to help them for you to keep helping them, for you to keep bailing them out of situations, for you to keep lying for them, keep covering for them. You know, it's, it's going to hurt them in the long run. And you got to think of all the things that you're sacrificing when you're helping this person. And just think about that on, on a small scale. Um, like if your man, you know, let, let's just speaking from a woman's perspective. If, if your man has a friend who is cheating on his wife and every time he calls your, your man on the phone, they talking in codes and, and, you know, having sneaky side conversations and all of that. And, you know, this is causing issues in your household now because you looking at your man, like, why are you, why are you doing that? Why are you sneak? Like wh- what you got going on? Why you have, why are you talking in cold and doing all of that? Now, now it's causing issues in your household. So you got to think about the impact that you keeping these secrets and you, you know, you meeting this friend where they are in terms of their fidelity and their relationship. And you, you know, they, they do little sneaky, having little sneaky conversations and doing all of that. So now you having little sneaky conversations and doing all of that. Like you got to think of the impact that that has on your life. Where if you want a peaceful life, if your household is peaceful, keep it that way. Keep it that way. (laughs) I think you as a friend have an obligation to encourage your friends to grow and to be better and to do better. And I, I don't see that any other way. I don't see any other justification for that. Ask yourself that. Are your friends encouraging you to grow? Are they encouraging you to do the right thing? Are they supporting you in in making healthier decisions? I remember when I was younger, I used to take the approach of being neutral all the time. Always being neutral. Always, always, always. Just just to avoid confrontation, to avoid conflict. Um, and, And truthfully... You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I can look back on this now and say to avoid accountability where, you know, if I didn't say anything, if I straddled the fence, if I stayed neutral, I couldn't, you know, take any responsibility for or accountability for anything, anything that anybody else did where, you know, there were times where I had friends that were sleeping with uh, other friends in the friends groups, boyfriends. And I was trying to remain neutral and not say anything where I should have and and could have absolutely said that's not right. Now, what they did beyond that would have been on them. But at least I stood for something. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Please understand. I remember a time a couple years ago where I I had a friend who, um, you know, actually stepped out on her husband. And, um, 
was actually thinking of throwing her entire marriage away for this person. And in my heart, I was very uncomfortable with her even making that decision. But at that time, I'm, I'm trying to be neutral, Brittany. I'm trying to be friendly, Brittany. You know, I don't want to seem judgmental. I'm trying to meet people where they are. I'm trying to be cool, Brittany. I don't want them to judge me for, for thinking that I'm judging them. When at the end of the day, right is right and wrong is wrong. And, you know, as much as I wanted to say, I don't think you should do that. I don't think it's a good idea. You know, I, I just don't think it's a great idea. I probably said something very vague and like, well, you know, because this person called me trying to rationalize, you know, the decision to do what they were going to do, you know, and then ended up doing the thing with the person and the person uh, ended up not returning their phone calls or something like that after the fact. You know, and, and I felt at, at that point, I felt a little responsible for that, that heartbreak because she could have been saved from that. Had she had somebody in her, her corner to say, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think you should do that. Um, you need to either resolve and work on whatever's going on in your marriage or you need to move on from the marriage and then do that. Now, like I said, these are people, people are going to do what they want to do, but I would have felt at peace with myself had I said what was truly on my heart. And if she had made another, another decision, you know, the decision to not move forward with, you know, whatever happened, you know, that would have brought me a sense of peace to know that, you know, I was honest with my friend and I, I potentially protected her from what, what inevitably came, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you need friends around you who want what's best for you. Who they want what's best for you. Like when your friends know you, they know putting yourself in certain situations just ain't going to work for you. My friends know that, um, you know, and I, we talk about this a lot, but like they know that situations that, like casual sex don't work for me. So at any time, if I were to say like, yeah, I'm just thinking about, you know, you know, maybe I could just do a little, <laughs> a little casual thing here and there. They would be like, girl, shut up. You know, good and well, <laughs> like that, it just doesn't work for you. And I, I love having friends who know me well enough to know that. I know I, I love having friends in my circle who understand me as a person. And they're not just going to encourage me to do some foolishness or just uh, not say anything and allow, you know, allow me to do some foolishness, you know, that that is going to leave me heartbroken and on their line at three in the morning crying. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like, like we really have to think about, you know, the people that we have in our lives that that actually care about us. Because having friends that don't care about you. And this is going to be a big one for y'all. We'll have you in some of the worst situations. Having friends that don't care about themselves, especially. They, they definitely don't care about you. <laughs> they don't care about what, what their poor decisions, you know, how they affect you and what situation they put you in. And they ain't going to care about your poor decisions and how your poor decisions affect you. Having 
friends who don't care about you will have you in some situations, some, listen, some drama, some drama. So ask yourself, are your friends encouraging you to grow? Are they encouraging you to do better? Here's another point I want to make. And this is a, I feel like this is a really good one. Stop filling your friends in on people that they have outgrown exes that they have, that they left years ago, people who hurt them. Stop filling them in on what's going on in these people's lives. Girl, did you see that? You saw that Tony got married. Yeah, girl, Tony got married. He married. He got some girl. She real pretty too. She looked like, I think she a lawyer. Did you see what she, stop, stop. You have to understand that this is an interruption to this person's growth process to keep reminding them of things and people that they have outgrown, things that they have are probably still trying to heal and grow from. And and just quite frankly, they don't need to know what's going on in that person's life unless it came from that person. Unless that person has died, God forbid, or is sick or, or, you know, something that, that is worthy of some level of compassion. Don't, don't keep filling your friends in on, on people and things that they've outgrown. Because while it's all fun and games for you to, to pass along somebody's business and, and to fill her in on somebody that she, you know, blocked on social media, because clearly she doesn't want to see what's going on in this person's life. Don't fill me in. It's all fun and games for you, but it may not be fun and games for her when she hangs that phone up with you. Encourage your friends in along in their healing and growing journeys. And if your friends are not supportive of you in that regard, release them. Release them. If they continue to bring up things you did in your past, release them. If they keep... Uh, throwing things up that you did in your past to as, as a uh, way of evening the score. Well, remember when you did da, 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 release them. I'm, I'm not that person anymore. Release them. And you know, y'all hear me say this on the podcast all the time where I say that was old Brittany, not, not this version. <laughs> and y'all have to look at it just like that. Y'all have to look at people and friends and cultivate friends who love and adore the new version of you. Your relationship with your friends should not just be rooted in trauma and drama and gossip. In what ways do you connect with your friends? I'm curious. I think I might pose this question on um, Instagram today. But what ways do you connect with your friends? Do y'all connect on a business level? Um, do y'all connect in... in um, entertainment and fun and your values. Um, how, how do you connect with your friends? I think that's a really good question to ask because, you know, sometimes we just think friends are just there, but are you having genuine connections with your friends? I wanted to talk about, um, busy culture. And, um, I often see this post floating around social media, like, well, you know, we're adults now. So, you know, I, I value friends who don't, um, you know, friends who are low maintenance friends, basically who don't require a lot. And we can talk, um, after a year, 
we can talk after a year and it, it's like we never left. But can you really consider that person your friend then? Or are they more of a, a passing associate? You know how much stuff can happen in a year? If we're just catching up, you know, over the phone, then it's like, all right, girl, talk to you next year. In what ways do you connect with your friends? I think we have to, like, learn to find balance. Like I said earlier in the show, um, you know, we are at a big age where we can you know, we should have more organization in our lives that we can schedule our friendship, our lunch dates, dinner dates, uh, outings, whatever. Um, I had a group of friends, well, not really a group. It was just three of us, but, um, you know, where we would schedule each other in, you know, we would say, all right, this is going to be our, our girl date. Every second Saturday of the month or whatever. And that worked for us because we, we understand busy, but we weren't too busy to, you know, every month to make time for each other. So you have to have friends who are willing to make time for you and to prioritize the friendship and to fit you into, into their busy. Do your friends fit you into their busy? And just to circle back, this is why it's important to have smaller, more manageable quality friendships and not just uh, the 12 girls that you graduated high school with. And you're, you're trying to balance all these outings and dates and birthdays. And you, look, 12 girls and 12 months out of a year, that means you more than likely have a birthday every month or two birthdays in one month. And like, think, just think about it in that way. Smaller, more manageable quality friendships are important. I got one more point to make and then I'll wrap this up because we are already an hour in. But can we talk about conflict resolution and friendships? Because mm. I feel like we don't talk about that enough. And this is this kind of circles back to the beginning point that I made about the post on social media about how she'll take that man back a thousand times but we have one disagreement and she ready to cut me off um this is the portion that I do agree with with that post um we have to learn better conflict resolution skills in our friendships and and just in relationships period any relationship intimate platonic whatever we just have to learn conflict resolution we have to learn how to have the difficult conversations. I think one thing that makes these things so difficult is a lot of pride. It's a lot of ego. It's a lot of uh, lacking boundaries. Um, and it's a lot of um, suppression, silence and suppression. You're not speaking up for yourself. You're not telling people, you know, what you need and, and how to treat you. You're expecting people to just know, um, we can't, we can't carry those mindsets into, um, these big ages that we're approaching. <laughs> and I'm gonna keep saying big age because child, look, I've been in the gym and the body is bodying, but the body is also bodying after 30. Okay. <laughs> the after thirties are hitting. Okay. So at this big age. 
we should have some level of communication skills that we can assert ourselves. We can express our needs. People are just not, they're not just going to know. You can't keep holding people to standards that you haven't even set as a friend. Like I said, some of us have carried friendships into um, or from childhood where in childhood you weren't, you weren't, you didn't know what boundaries were. You weren't establishing boundaries. You weren't expressing your feelings. You weren't telling your friends how you feel. You just going along, la, 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 and uh, with your friends. Y'all just, you know, going about frolicking in the damn flowers. But at this big age, at these big ages, we, we have to be expressive. We have to learn to assert ourselves and say the things that we need, the things that we want. Um, the things that we don't want, the things that we don't like, the things that make us uncomfortable. We have to be willing to do that, those same practices in our friendships as we would in our relationships. If you feel a way about something in your friendship, please don't be the friend that's telling everybody but the friend that you got the issue with. Talk to your friend. At this big age, we should not be looking for alliances to support um, our feelings or, you know, trying to trying to have a gang up session on this one person about something that she did that she may not even know, you know, offended you or whatever. If this person is your friend, talk to your friend and this right here is what's going to let you know whether you have friends or not number one and number two whether you're a good friend or not if you have never called a friend to say hey I just wanted to talk to you about something because you know there were some things that were said that you know I didn't quite understand and you know they definitely made me feel away so I just wanted to talk to you about it. If you have never had that conversation, you don't have no friends. You have zero friends. If nobody has ever called you to have that conversation, you don't have friends. Stop calling people your friends right now. Because if you don't value the people in your life enough, the people that you're placing these titles on enough to call them when something is, is off or you feel in a way about something, if you don't, if you have, if you don't value them enough to have that conversation, they are not your friend. And if you don't have friends that value you enough to have that conversations, then they are also not your friends. I can count on one hand with probably one finger, <laughs> maybe two fingers, how many friends have come to me to express things that they were feeling that I had done and we were able to have a conversation about it and move on from it. And this was something that I used to struggle with with my childhood friendships because I used to get frustrated because I was always the friend that would, um, you know, if something was wrong, I'm like, okay, let's sit down and talk. Like if I had a large friend group and you know, one friend is mad at another friend in the group, I'm like, all right, come on, we got to sit down and we got to talk about it. That was always me. 
But then when it came to me or somebody having an issue with me or um, me having an issue with somebody else, nobody ever did that for me. Nobody said, you know, Britt, let's just, let's just have a talk. I'm going to talk to her and then we can go to Fridays, you know, back in the day, child, <laughs> you know, when you, when you young, Fridays was the spot. That was the, the meetup spot. Nobody ever said, Britt, let's go to Fridays on Friday and, and let's, let's hash it out. Let's talk about it. It was like, just cut her out. So I always struggled with feeling my value in friend in friendships, like, we don't talk about friendship trauma enough. And to be honest with y'all, and this is going to be a fully transparent moment. I recorded this episode four times, <laughs> four times. I was recording in the car on my way up from Florida. For those who don't know, I did come up to Baltimore for August. So I'll be here till August. So make sure if you need your hair done, book your appointments accordingly. Um, I was driving to a client's house the other day, tried to record it then, audio was spotty because I was driving, tried to record it again when I got in the house. It was good, but it was like I was trying to connect it. It was just, I've recorded this audio so many times, but the main thing that was making this episode difficult is because I had to realize that I have some friendship trauma that I have not resolved. Um, and that was a big deal for me. So like, as I'm recording the episode, I'm giving like certain examples and I find myself like, uh, like really laying out full on stories. It's taking me 30 minutes to explain the story about something. And I'm like, damn, you really like, you're holding on to this. So like, I think that's one of the ways that I know when I've moved on from something, when I condense the story, like when I condense the story and, and I only take the key parts of the story and um, the morals of the stories are lessons rather than, um, I'm the victim. So as I was listening to myself, um, tell these stories, I realized they were ending in I'm the victim. And I was like, wow, like you, you haven't resolved this friendship trauma yet. Um, so, you know, this episode is, is really one that's going to be pivotal, pivotal for me. And, you know, even just saying the parts that I was saying now, like I realized that that was one of my biggest traumas was never feeling valued in friendships unless, you know, people were calling me for advice. And then I kind of diminished it to like, I'm the mom friend where I was the friend that everybody would call for advice. But when it came down to like hanging out and doing all the fun stuff and, you know, meetups and dinner dates and lunch dates, it's like, so nobody wants to call me. I'm I'm just good for the, the phone conversations, the talking on the phone to help you resolve your feelings and give you new perspective. But when it comes down to fun, it's like, and it wasn't that I didn't want to have fun. It wasn't that I was like, oh, I don't do the club. Or I don't. Like I, I never carried that attitude. So it was like, why, why aren't they inviting me to these things? You know, and then, you know, when it came down to certain situations where, you know, I expressed an issue about how, you know, I feel like I'm there for every single one of y'all and, you know, nobody's there for me. 
when I need it or if I say hey can can y'all come up like I'm feeling heart I just got my heart broken or something traumatic happened to me and you know I just want to be around my friends everybody's so busy everybody got something to do or whatever and like that it really hurt me and granted I'm not saying that you know that they didn't have things going on but um it was just me looking to be prioritized especially in the face of um trauma or or major life changes that I was going through so as I was recording this and really like listening to myself I was thinking like damn you know this is a moment where you have to take a step back and and say like you know I have some things that I really need to resolve um and even in my my this entire healing journey that I've been on I've even opened myself up to being um accountable for things that I had done Uh, I think I talked about this on the episode, you deserve to be accountable, I think. Um, Yeah, where, you know, some of those people that was a part of these friend groups came to me to address me about things that, you know, they wanted me to be accountable for. And I was open to that, you know, but still having never received that accountability in return from from them. And maybe that's where like the, the trauma still, you know, lingers in me. Um, but you deserve friends who value you enough to settle disputes and disagreements. Even if y'all just don't see eye to eye or y'all don't agree, y'all can agree to disagree. You deserve people in your life who value you enough that, you know, they hear you. They understand you, they see you, and and they don't want to live their life without you. Have you ever had friends apologize to you? And I mean genuine apologies, not just, we need to move on from this apologies. All right, I apologize, so all right, whatever. Like genuine, you know what? I should have never did that. I, I should have never said that. That was kind of rude for me to say, you know, so I, I apologize to you. Or is it always you trying to make the peace or um, you holding your tongue to keep the peace and, uh, you know, you not saying how you feel, you avoiding things like you, you making yourself entirely uncomfortable to keep the peace within this friend group where it's like you can't even be yourself. You always trying to make the peace. You always doing all of the apologizing and, and taking all the accountability. You deserve friends who apologize to you when they've done something wrong. The same way you de- you deserve to apologize to your friends if you've done something wrong. A lot of, I think a lot of us, you know, when we carry friendships for a certain amount of years and, um, you know, we tend to try to shrink ourselves in these spaces because we don't want to disrupt the, the flow. We don't want to disrupt what you know, we've already laid out, but as you grow with these friends, you have to grow and learn to be honest, be real about whatever it is that you feel and stay away from people who make you feel like a burden. People who make you feel like your opinions and your feelings don't matter. People who make, oh, this is a good one. People who make uh, harsh judgments about you. You selfish You are so selfish. Like, 
they, they just have the, the harshest opinions about you. And you'd be like, where the hell did you even get that from? In your friendship group, the same way in your relationship, you want to be around people who make it easy for you to be yourself. They have no, no problems with you just being who you are. I had, um, <clears throat> I had brunch with two friends of mine that, um, we kind of grew up together and, um, you know, every time we get together, me and these two girls and shout out to them, shout out to Michelle. I'm gonna go ahead and name drop shout out to Michelle and shout out to Brittany because every time we get together, y'all, when I say I leave and my stomach is like in knots, okay, it's just laughs and we share things about, you know, what we're going through personally. And then we share things about what we have going on, the things that we want to do as far as business and, um, you know, growth and development. And we might even shed a tear a little bit. We definitely shed a tear a little bit with, you know, because Brittany had just gone through something extremely traumatic. And again, my first order of business when I, when I, before I even got to Maryland was, Hey, I'm coming to Maryland on Saturday. I need brunch with y'all on Sunday because that's the way that I prioritize my friendships. And my, my friend experienced something incredibly traumatic. We showing up, I'm gonna show up for her. My first order of business. I'm not taking no clients on Sunday. I'm not making no plans with nobody else on Sunday. I need to see you for brunch on Sunday. Those are the kind of friendships that you need in your life. People who like when, when they can, because obviously I couldn't just fly up when the traumatic event occurred, but as soon as I could, I'm there. Those are the kind of friends that you need in your life. If your friends are not showing up for you like that in the face of your traumatic events, in the face of your successes, your big wins, your little wins, your in-betweens, your events, your parties, your birthday, holidays. If y'all not planning trips together, y'all not uh, sharing ideas, bouncing out business ideas off of each other. Y'all not sharing each other's posts on social media. Y'all not trying to help y'all, y'all friends businesses be successful. Get new ones now, today, get new ones. You don't need nobody around you who is just taking up space. If your friends are not encouraging you to be better and to think better and to, to just all around grow, get new ones, release them. You don't need anybody in your life who is just simply taking up space. They're taking up titles that they don't even uphold. That's my sis. That's my bro. Bro ain't done nothing for your kids. Bro ain't showed up to not one of your kids' birthday parties. Ain't bought a single gift for, for none of your kids. But that's your bro. You going through a heartbreak. The first thing bro going to think, let's go get some bitches. But that, but that's your bro. When your real bro would say, sit down, bro, let's talk. Let's talk because I know heartbreak hurts and you going out and getting some bitches ain't going, ain't going to help you heal from that. It ain't going to do nothing, but make it worse. Real sis 
saw that video on TikTok of that new tripod that she know for a fact you could use for your podcast and she's sending you the links. Shout out to, shout out to Darian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are your people. The people who see things you might, Hey, I thought you might need us. I came across this in the dollar store. Um, yeah, they had these. I got a couple of them for you. Those are your people. What we doing for your birthday this year, sis? Those are your people. And pay attention to that. Cause the ones that say, what are you doing for your birthday? They, they might not be your people. They're a little iffy. But the people that say, what are we doing for your birthday? They're your people. Because whatever you whatever you ready to do, they're ready to do it. They already didn't take, took the days off for your birthday. They knew your birthday was on a Saturday. They didn't took the days off already. Sis, I need your help with um, this business idea. Here, take a look at my website. Can you tell me, like, give me any feedback on this website? Boom, I got you. Paragraph full of feedback. Those are your people. Those are your people. We sitting on the phone for hours and we're talking about the, the plans that we, that we want to bring to fruition or we taking the steps or we advising each other on the steps. Hey, look into this. This might be helpful for you. Those are your people. Your son had an accident at school. They call and checking. Is he good? He in the hospital. All right, I'm on my way. Those are your people. You had surgery today. How you feeling? Those are your people. What do you need me to do? Those are your people. I'm going to tell you the difference. I'm going to tell you the difference because the people who are, let me know if you need anything. They, they a little iffy. They not really your people. They saying that because it sounds nice. That it's a formality to say, let me know if you need anything. But the people that say, what do you need me to do? They ready for action. They ready for action. They not just talking about it. They want to be about it. You tell your friends what you're doing for your birthday. And if your chef friend don't volunteer to, to cook for that party. And if your hairstylist friend don't volunteer to get your hair together. And if your nail friend don't volunteer to get your nails together. And your eyelash girl don't, don't volunteer to get them eyelashes together. And your haircut homeboy don't volunteer to get your, your son's haircut for the first day of school. They're not your people. They're not your people. They keep making little side jokes about who you used to be. They're not your people. They keep bringing up your past and, and how you used to act and, and, and all of that. They're not your people. They, they making jokes about you, all of the changes that you've made in your life. They're not your people. So that's my episode for y'all today. You deserve good friends. We all deserve great friends. We deserve good people who are good friends. Okay. That's the part that y'all can't leave out. Y'all deserve good or good friends who are good people. You deserve supportiveness. You deserve friends who impact your intimate relationships in a positive way. You deserve growth in your friendships. You deserve conflict resolution in your friendships, y'all. Come on. You deserve friends who value you enough to work through the hard times, the difficult conversations. And you deserve true connects, true authentic connections in your friendships. 
And in order to get all of that, you got to have all of that within yourself too. So as I always say, find yourself, be yourself, learn yourself, love yourself. Because you deserve to be here. <laughs>